This is the WatchPost podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, hello and welcome back to the WatchPost podcast. My name is Mel Black. Today, I want to talk about the self life, the the putting off of ourselves in order to serve Christ, and how this is often where we uh, fail to follow Jesus, where we fail to obey him. If we look at John 12, verse 24 through 26, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. This is the the description of the life that is is putting off the self, putting off um, what we want in this life, which can be ambition for careers or honor or pleasures or love of ease. All of these uh, center upon things of this life. And in order to live the righteous life as Christians, we have to put off um, this this desire to serve ourselves and put on uh, serving Jesus Christ. And there are kind of two categories of where we fail to do this. There is the, the you could say, the young believer, which is not necessarily always a, a, a new believer or a young person, but it's the the spirit that comes along with this where a person is is caught up in the things of this world and they want to live um, for pleasure they want to live for their plans their ideas and they're they're very uh, vigorous in their activity and then there is the older believer um, the person who is weary the person who says I've done my service and now it's time for me to get what I want and what I need These are the two categories of where we often um, fall into self-service rather than Christ-service. And this is what we need to be aware of and warned of. The problem for the Christian is generally um, where we think that we can live away um, because it's lawful. So we say to ourselves, you know, we're not walking in these grotesque sins. We're not walking in sexual immorality or, you know, adultery or drunkenness. We're not, you know, we're not doing all these things. We are, you know, going to church. We are, you know, reading our Bibles and praying. So it's good enough. And therefore, uh, we're allowed to 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 have this indulgence over here. We're allowed to have these things. Um, And this is exactly where um, I think our greatest fight is, but also where we so often fail because we don't fight, because we don't resist the self. We don't take God's word seriously and realize how this denying of ourselves to please ourselves is the greatest fight we are in and we need to fight this. I would say selfishness is the condition of the church that is so often causing weakness, causing harm, causing a great stain upon her because we're not 
putting off ourselves. We're not uh, living for Christ. And this is where so much um, comes in. And yet the person who lives this way thinks that there's not really any harm to doing so. They say, what is it? What is the, the problem with a little selfishness, a little love of ease, a little pride, a little, you know, ambition or my ideas? What is, what's the problem with this? And the issue is that when we choose these sins, when we don't fight them, we won't see how far reaching the effects of such sin is, um, but it's absolutely destructive and it causes far, far reaching effects. And so for the young believer, we're going to look at Ecclesiastes 11. Um, It says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. In Ecclesiastes 12, it says, The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. There is certainly so much uh, excitement in in us as we are young, but there's so much desire, and I, I would say there's so much controversy in us. We're ready to fight. We're ready to live uh, these these glorious little lives, and we're ready to go out and conquer the world. Um, but that's part of the problem for us: is that in a way we're meant to enjoy um, that that youthful vigor. We're meant to be uh, zealous for the things of God, and we should be. Um, but we lose sight of of having that always defined by God and we lose sight of the fact that we're not permitted to just live however we want. We have to live according to God's word and if we do not, these are the very things that are going to come into judgment by God. And we're also not permitted to just live for ourselves. We might, you know, we're allowed to enjoy our youth. We're allowed to enjoy um, certain elements of our lives always, but we're not permitted by this to just live in our own ideas, to live after our own plans, to live um, our own imaginations out. And this is where we go wrong. For the older believer, um, let's look at Luke 17, starting in verse 7. Will any of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he comes in from the field, come at once and recline at table? Will, Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink and afterwards you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. I would say for, you know, the the aged believer, the weary believer, there's always this danger of not taking on the second service. You know, we, we plow the field, we we keep the sheep, and then we want to be done. And we, we're, we resist resent having to come in and continue into service. We resent these things and we want to lay down. We want to be served. We want to have our rest now. Um, And this is 
a particular danger that I think so many people have fallen into. They say, you know, I've served the Lord and now I have my reward. My reward is now. And this is exactly what we are warned away from. This is what Jesus says, you know, of the Pharisees, they've had their reward. This is part of living for this life. And this is what we need to be afraid of. Um, for the, the older believer, we have to see the danger of settling down um, and, and saying that our service is done because our service isn't done until we go to be with the Lord. And until that day, the fight for the believer is steadfastness, it's endurance. If we look at Hebrews 6, uh, verse 10 through 12, it says, For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love you have shown for his name and serving the saints as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to, to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Uh, the whole entire book of Hebrews is written to people who were tired, who were weary, who were facing persecution, and they needed the one singular thing that this entire book kind of centers around is endurance, enduring till the end, running the full race, um, and, and being patient until the end. This is what the believers need. And yet so often we, we want to put off our service. We want to put off our work to God because we're, we're ready uh, for our rest. And if we're not careful, this is where we fall into serving the self. We end up living for ourselves, living for our own lives rather than for Christ. We should realize that the day we stand in heaven is the day that we're going to look back and we're going to say, praise God, I didn't live for this life because all of that is now behind me. And if I had lived for that, every single thing that I would have had would be gone now. It would be done. It would be finished. The person who lives for heaven is the person who has everything in front of them to enjoy for eternity. This is the purpose of our service. And let us see that serving is is righteousness. We're tired, we're weary, or we're excited by the things of this life, but we need to see that this putting off of ourselves is centered upon doing what is righteous, what is truly holy and good in this life, or not. And we think, we don't see this because we're like, well, it's, we're just doing what's lawful. We're just living for travel or for farming or whatever it is, our YouTube channel. And what we need to see is that even if it's something that is lawful, it doesn't make it righteous to just live for these things. It is only the person who truly denies themselves, who puts off um, the, all these self uh, ways of serving ourselves that is truly actually walking in holiness. And is that itself not worth it to live a righteous life, to walk in the things of God? When we are satisfied to live for ourselves, we reveal how truly unrighteous our hearts are. These things aren't lawful. They're still unrighteous. And when we choose them, we are choosing an unrighteous life, a life that is is corrupt in many ways. And we simply don't see it um, because we are not choosing obedience where we would have sight of the truth. Samuel Zwimmer said, I feel now that Arabia could easily be evangelized within the next 30 years if it were not for the wicked selfishness of Christians.
think about the implications of what happens because of this, where where Samuel Zwimmer was evangelizing and there was an open door um, to Arabia, to such a great portion of what we know as the Middle East today. And how now the Middle East, because it wasn't evangelized, because um, there wasn't Christians who were giving up their lives, um, what are the implications of that now? The Middle East is one of the greatest strongholds of persecution against Christians, of terror and threat against the gospel. And yet there was an open door and Christians didn't take that open door. They didn't live for the kingdom. They didn't live for the gospel. And therefore, look at the implications of that today, what that has done because people didn't use the doors that were open to them for Christ and his gospel. The last section I'll use is Luke 12. It says, and he told them a parable saying the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grains and goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. These verses are are scary and they are meant to be scary because that is the true danger of living for ourselves. The greatest trap for the Christian is living a selfish life. It is living for ourselves rather than living for Christ. And even within the things that we say are Christian, we say are of God, we have, we have to face where they're not actually for him. There are so many ministries, so many projects that people are saying it's for Jesus when it's just trying to live for ourselves but slap Jesus' name on it. It's not for Christ and it's not how he commands us to live. This is the danger. We have to give up our self-will and live for God's will. Um, and this is what satisfies God. And unless we do this, we are walking contrary to Christ. So these things apply to us today. They, they are things that we are not aware of because we choose to not be aware of them. But we can look at John 12, we can look at what God tells us is the, the, the law, the commandment, and wrestle for this fight for the holy life, fight for the life that is given to Christ. So I hope these things um, are a help to you and you can understand how to apply them to your own life and certainly pray um, to God to, to help you with this, to open your eyes, because this is the fight for all of us. You know, this isn't that there are some Christians who are doing this and it was so easy for them. No, this is this is the, the fight. This is the challenge. But God um, will give us the victory in Christ if we truly, truly seek it. So I hope to see you all in the next episode. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.